With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. This must mean it's Monday because here's right. Manny Hill. All right, boys. Let's get right to it. Thought number one. Down the line. Fair right on the chalk line. Andre Anza scores. Grossman will be held. Another double for Eduardo Escobar. Guys, you already know I love this kid. He's just I, I love watching him hit. I love the fact that he's versatile and can play a bunch of different positions and uh did it again yesterday. He's just a double machine and I just love watching him play and love watching him hit. The other day he hit a triple. He could have stopped at second and had another double, but he, he hauled it over to third. He does bust it out of the box, man. There's yeah. no doubt about it. When he's going as he's talked about his when he hits a ball, no matter where it is, he's thinking double. And if somebody does something a little bit wrong, he's on his way to second. And uh, I would recommend that uh, you find the little video that somebody sent out on Audra Martin when she asked him after the game uh, <laughs> about his doubles. And he does the one of the great eye flutters. Worth It's worth a Hollywood starlet <laughs> eye flutter. That he, he does the eye flutter and then his eyebrows. He does like the yeah, right. eyebrow <laughs> shaking deal. It's, I'm it's sure great. he entertains his three sons with uh, that kind of Here's stuff. Here's what I'm but. worried about, though. Because he's having such a good year and he's, he's going to be a free he's agent. He's going to want more money. Well, not, not only that, I pay him. But are right. they going to move him? If they fall out of contention, because no, they, you don't no, think so? they're going to move the second baseman, probably. I don't know, though. These guys are different kind of thinkers. Because uh, I hope not. But, but I think he's your third baseman, is what I think. Yes. I think he's your third baseman for the next four or five years. And uh, with Joe re, with Joe probably not being back, but Snow will be playing first base. So then you, you have room for Polanco and Gordon anyway, because Dozier's not going to be back. So I, I think you... I, did, you know, there's there's no indication that he's not going to stay at least this good. He's only 28 or something like that. 28 27, yeah. 27, 28. He's a switch hitter. There's no indication he's not going to stay at this level for a while. So they, they got to sign him and keep him. I just think every team needs a player like him. You can play a bunch of different positions. Yeah. He's a switch hitter. He's hitting well. I just think he... What he brings to the table, I'm not saying he's not trying to overhype him as this big superstar or anything, but I think every good team, if you're going to try and contend, you need a player like him that can do a bunch of different things for you. They are so much better in the field when he's playing third base than when Sano's playing first base, third base. So you got to, long term, you got to think, this is my third baseman. Yep. So 
All right, thought number two. You were on another show earlier today, and we were talking about Blake Griffin, and you said, quote, I'll let you know once I coach him down the road. That was your, so that little slip on yeah, A little part? bit of slip, a little too much. But again, that's what he does very hey, well. Preparation, you that's know, what you I, do. I, I try to do that. I'm prepared for it, but again, they have some great young players there with Andre, with Stanley Johnson, Reggie Jackson, uh, So and so uh, it's it's there. Dwayne Casey has uh, signed a five-year contract with the uh, Detroit Pistons. He's going to be their next head coach. And the reason why I bring this up, good for Dwayne. Yes. The reason why I bring it up is uh, the team that fired him about oh, about a month or so ago, they still haven't hired a they coach yet. They still haven't hired a coach. They still what haven't they hired a coach for? yet. They we're about 10 days away from the draft, and uh, the Raptors don't have a coach yet. And isn't the guy that Colangelo's wife was ripping the the AD uh, the uh, general manager up there, Seri yes. or whatever his name is? Yep. Uh, well, I, yeah, they. Uh, well, we knew we knew it wouldn't take long for Dwayne to get a job. I, right. If he didn't get a job this off season, he'd be the first guy hired when somebody got fired next year. So right, uh, Detroit's now, not a bad spot though. For it's him. not a bad spot. He does have his work cut out for him I think just from the standpoint of he's got to figure out how Drummond and Blake Griffin are going to play together on that front court but now, they're, they're not a bad team help me understand uh, the Roycey rules when it comes to taking cheap shots at the local uh, athletic teams can we rumor Patino to take the Toronto Raptors job or is it just on the collegiate level only <laughs> You know, I, I haven't really. Uh, well, I guess pretty... that that first year when the rumors were hot and heavy, we we if if a baseball manager <laughs> right. got fired, we threw that out. I, we've kind of backed off. Okay, but yeah, you could say, yeah, well, maybe. How about the old man? Oh my God, that'd be great. <laughs> the old man, Rick Pitino uh, to the Raptors. I would be shocked if the old man shows up with an NBA team. He can't, he can't especially in Canada. Those. Come on, let's sure, let's right. send him no, north. None of those those laws that he broke don't count right. up there. <laughs> they don't fly north of the border. <laughs> yeah. They let you run all the hookers you want to in Canada. That's right, it's legal. <laughs> yeah. All right, number three. And Gonzalez is a strikeout victim for a second time. Got him. And there are two gone in the sixth. The uh, Mets have uh, let go of Adrian Gonzalez, and uh, I guess oh he's... really? I didn't see that. Yeah, la- yeah, right after the game, wasn't it? Basically, yeah. last night he struck they were out the Sunday night game. He struck out three times last night against the Yankees on uh, Sunday night lost? baseball. They lost and... nine in a row, right? Nine in a row. Yeah. Yankees, Mets. Yeah. Uh, he's in the last year of that big contract mm-hmm. that he signed. Twenty-one point five million dollars he's making this year. So wow. Yeah, um, and he's not much left. Yeah, not much Hasn't left. I think he was only hitting about two thirty-seven. Somebody and, had a great stat. Every time he was traded since the Marlins drafted him first overall, they traded him for Oogie Urbina, yep. who closed out three. Yep. Every time a team has traded him away, they have won the World Series that following season. <laughs> <laughs> Inclu- uh, with the I one exception the being end the streak. Well, with the one exception being the Dodgers last year, yeah, who made it to Game made Seven to of the World Series. Series. But I thought that was on. In his day, he was a hitting son of a yes, gun. Oh, yes. man, he could hit slower than just slow-footed. Victor Martinez and him could have a 100-yard dash. We could use the hourglass. Six weeks, but man, he could hit. Mexico, right? Yes. He's yes. One of the, mm-hmm. That's you know, right. It's very unusual. There aren't that many Mexican players. Mm-hmm. They're all playing soccer. The baseball lost that uh, war down there. All right, number four. I said, I'm sure you're going to get many calls like this from whomever it might be, but I believe I have earned the opportunity to call those games. That afternoon, they called to say, 
this was an easy choice for us. We want you to take that job. That is uh, the voice of Doris Burke. That was her on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble mm-hmm. a couple of months ago talking about uh, when she approached the ESPN NBA producers about being a color commentator yeah, for games. Color, yeah, color. Well, Mike Breen, the lead play-by-play man for ESPN in the NBA Finals for the past decade plus, uh, recently said that uh, he believes that Doris Burke will be the lead analyst, uh, oh, lead really? color commentator one day. And my question is, the reason why I bring this up is, why not now? She's. A, I think she's. I think she'd be the best that they have. Why not? Why not now? I think she'd be better than Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Mark better Jackson than Van Gundy. Special. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Van Gundy. I think Van Gundy's pretty good. I think he's 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 okay. My, Would they do the my, three person booth. Well, I think that'd be too many. Okay. I would mm-hmm. be fine with the with the Doris Burke Van Gundy partnership with Breen on the play by play. What bothers me about Jackson and Van Gundy when they're together is now all they do is just complain about the officiating, complain about yeah. the way the league's played today and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Analyze the game. Analyze the game. And you put Doris Burke there. She's going to analyze the game. and She's going to tell you what she sees. I think she's really good, and I think she deserves that opportunity. You know what? Uh, that is not only a uh, a Manny deep thought, Reavers. Mm-hmm. Manny, that's not only a Manny deep thought, Reavers. <laughs> That's not wow. only That's a piping hot sports take. <laughs> piping hot sports take right there. Fire Van Gundy, bring in Doris Burke. That's right. All right, we shall return. All right, there's a few uh, little notes I want to clear up here. Uh, first of all, I looked up at the at the uh, TV screen here, watching the College World Series game between Texas Tech and Duke, and I've decided the cheap shot. I've, no, I've decided <laughs> I have a problem. I'm even rooting against Duke in baseball <laughs> for no reason. There's absolutely no reason Just for because me it's to Duke. give a damn if Duke or Texas Tech wins a baseball game, but just because it's Duke, because it might make Krzyzewski feel bad. Man, I, I doubt if it does. You know what this is? Commitment. <laughs> this is, is commitment right here. I find myself rooting against, you know, I'm, I'm watching scores run across the softball scores, run across the thing, and then when Duke loses, I'm happy. You know why this There's does not surprise me? me? You know why this does not surprise me? Wasn't Duke in a bowl game a couple of years ago? Were they in a bowl game? Oh, against they've been, probably. They've been, they've been, they, they made the ACC championship and, game. Okay, in, maybe that's what I'm thinking like, of. 2013 or Because I remember a bowl game, and they might have even played against Johnny Manziel. Yeah. I think it was Duke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and Manziel's I remember last, you going, last year, go Johnny yeah, yeah. football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and David Cutlove's supposed to be a hell of a guy yeah. and a football coach. No, I, and a good, I remember old, that. A good I think old that former might have Tennessee been... offensive coordinator, David Cutlove, right? Oh. Yeah. I think Duke's baseball Well, because I think that game, I think, Manziel led AM back from yeah, like a three yeah, it was touchdown a big deficit comeback, or yes. something in hey, that game. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny hey, Johnny. By the way, Johnny, uh, light it up for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's not their starting quarterback, but he's going to make the team up there. Yeah. He, he will eventually a... be their starting quarterback, yeah, though, right? They I mean, had... they, they didn't bring him in to be a backup. No, I wouldn't think so. Wasn't his debut like pretty rough, didn't he? He hasn't played yet. Oh, I, I mean, thought... the exhibition. Oh, that was an exhibition yeah. game. Okay. His last exhibition was good. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, that takes care of Johnny. Now, uh, another uh, point I'd like to make. I just looked up there and it said ticket punched. The ticket, the teams that have had their ticket punched. When are we switching to ticket scanned? 
the modern America doesn't even know what a ticket punch is anymore. Yeah, we don't use I those think anymore. It's time these teams have their tickets scanned to the to the College World Series instead of ticket punch. Yes, don't you we think? did. We did update Let's modernize that. Yes. a modern guy like me. I don't. I don't even uh, ticket scan. Number three. Yesterday, I'm at the ball game, sitting next to Lavelle Eden Neal the third, and go back to get a diet Pepsi because they don't have Coke, the dirty dogs. But uh, as I walk back, I hear this big cheer when I'm in there. Okay. And I look up the screen and don't see anything. Lavelle, one-handed, a ball hit back into the Come on! First one he's ever caught in his life. Really? One-handed. The crowd cheered. They went crazy. But it's an Albert Pujols ball. Albert. Foul ball. Albert Pujols could become... Seven, eight years from now, the first unanimous Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Because by then, the the old idiots who won't vote for a first-year guy, and I'm not one of them, even though I'm an old idiot, will be gone. And people, and we're going to have a younger voting uh, group that is probably, that could make Albert the first. Lavelle tosses it to some kid. <laughs> what a dummy. What a dummy. Hey, it's Albert. Okay, if it's. Jose Fernandez, the thirty-one-year-old uh, infielder, throw it to a kid. I wouldn't, but uh, <laughs> but Albert Pujols' ball, keep the ball. Now I'm a little bit surprised. I, I'm sh- almost shocked that Lavelle didn't dive out of the way, but he stood in there and and oh, grasped he's, it. He's now a hero for them. But he gave the kid ball to a kid. Sure. You know when I got one a couple of years ago, uh. The damn near hit me in the head, and I ducked and came back and landed right in my lap. <laughs> they were all they all yelled to have us throw it to a kid. You okay, know? and I held it out like that and said, "Look at this ball, you <laughs> people!" <laughs> About two innings later, I went down and gave it to a kid, but I wasn't good. No, you were going to give the crowd the satisfaction. Give the crowd a no, satisfaction no. of being intimidated into throwing the ball some little brat. Well, congratulations to Lavelle. What Lavelle, a grab. Nice catch, but it was an Albert Pujols ball. He could pay for his retirement. Well, he, he'd probably get, you know, if Albert, when Albert's a Hall of Famer, you know, go down. But would a foul ball in a meaningless regular season game hit by him bring? That's still, I can put it on my shelf and say that. Okay. I can. Fair tell, enough. You know. When one of Lavelle's illegitimate kids uh, comes to visit him, he can he can say that you know, look at the ball. We got it here, here son. Here's the double pool. Or something. Oh, you're gonna and hear I, about that. One. Oh yeah. Well, Lavelle and I had a little altercation over the weekend. Anyway, no! on Twitter. Oh no. Oh, oh I, I saw this guy, cheap shot. Thing, right? yeah. guy from Illinois. They tweet out that they're gonna Illinois ready to approve. This is funny. Ready to. Ready to compete in Division One hockey this year? It says, and I, of course, tweet back and say, "Have they said anything about? Uh, have they said anything about uh, Division One football right. uh, this year? Whether they're going to participate in Division One <laughs> football?" And Lavelle uh, responded in a uh, nas- nasty fashion. I do love how that all of a sudden then becomes. Well, what about the Gophers? Yeah, right. What? It's a one-line <laughs> joke, you dummies. People are unbelievable. They oh, want to, uh, so sensitive. Yeah, I had another one. Uh, oh, the uh, what? I had another one over the weekend that people wanted to start arguing with about. You know, it's just a little smart alecky line. Oh, the Russians thing. Oh, god, with Trump. 
you know, when I, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, he doesn't have to worry the, with the, the caps will come to the white house with all those Russians. They'll feel like right at home. <laughs> then I started getting roster breakdowns and all, you know, people are just morons. So anyway, the twins uh, end up a six and five homestand fun game yesterday. Fernando Rodney was starting to remind me of Eddie Gardado in ninety in two thousand two in Oakland when he walked the plank, you know. But uh, the old thing, I'm not a big believer that closers shouldn't be used in the eighth inning or earlier. But when you've been closing as long as Fernando, your whole mindset is closing, getting a save, right? Mm-hmm. Don't use them in non-save situations. They always end up. Making an adventure. Aggie was terrible in non-saving situations. Yes. A lot of the Nathan was too. Nathan, struggled Nathan yeah, was too, terrible. Yeah. yeah, they want that number. They want that number. You know, they mm-hmm. want to shoot. In, in his case, he wants to shoot the arrow. He can't shoot the arrow if it's not a save, and he ends up making it an adventure. But I, don't use him. I didn't get to see any of yesterday's contest because we were in a mighty battle with the Montgomery Mallards at the same time. But mm-hmm. uh, is the Cave Kid? Is he for real? Is this a uh, is this going to last, do you think? Uh, well, will he go three for four with a home run every game? No, I don't know. No, but, but uh, I guess I mean to see. It, it doesn't, it, it 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 puts my guy Ryan Lamar in some trouble, I would think. I think so, too. Although maybe they'll get rid of Petit instead. Well, because the last time they brought him up, he hit a home run. Yeah, cave, I'm talking about. take a look at him now, I would think. Because okay. uh, he's a switch hitter, too. Yeah. But, you know, the Yankees thought he was a middling prospect, but then... You know they got nine outfielders better than him, so so they didn't keep him. But they, they might as well give him some at bats because because uh, they need as much punch as they can in the, at the plate. Yes, right they are. Well, they got uh, you know as Manny was saying earlier, Escobar Escobar keeps it going, keeps playing great. The idea that this little son of a gun could end up being a acceptable four hitter in the big <laughs> leagues is it's just amazing. I think he was hitting three. He's been hitting. Th- some three yesterday. He's been hitting three lately with mm-hmm. Mauer out of lineup because Rosario's hitting two. He's hitting three. But uh, they just, the, the pitching is pretty dang. How about Gibson? What is it? Oh, 12 he was great. starts now? He was great yeah. on Saturday. 12 starts without yeah. a win? He could have about six. Mm-hmm. They just uh, won't, won't score. He's what, one in, one in four, I think his record is. Uh, area three and a half. Starting pitchers, okay. They're a little ahead of last year in attendance, I noticed. But uh, I wrote a piece about. I just went as over there, and there are 100 games go, and I wrote a blog about, and they certainly haven't gotten as much heat as the Wolves have gotten. The Wolves got, even though they have two Wiggins instead of one, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they got Buxton and Sinnoh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's an indication that they're just, you know, it's it's an indication of baseball status in general right now, I think, but it's also an indication that there's... This team, part of, for when you've heard for four or five years that these guys are going to be the nucleus of your team, one's going to be the power, the other's going to be the speed, and they're both at this point uh, liabilities or not playing, I think the fans just say, yeah, to hell with it. This team's not going anywhere. Do you I think, think without that- those, they, as much as we like Eddie Escobar, it's it's hard to sit around and boy and saying Eddie could lead us to the right. promised land. You know, you had the two guys who were going to lead you to the promised land. You were sold that what turns out to be a bill of goods for five years, and the fact that 
it's not coming true. It's got a lot of people uh, saying, uh, they, I'm, I'm not, I don't like modern baseball anyway because the games take too long. And these two guys, they told me how great they were going to be. Ah, the hell with it. I'm not even going to pay any Do you think, though, there would be more heat applied to the Twins right now had they not made the wild card last year? Because I would think, I think that would be a be. reason to apply the heat. I would think that would be a reason to because you had expectations, right? Going into this season. Because yeah. you had none last year. No. Yeah. You had expectations, and then they are not being met. Uh, but I, I am surprised. I mean, the reason Wiggins is not turned into the player he should be in the opinion of uh, the public and uh, most of the media is because of Tibbs, right? Yes. Nobody's... The reason Buxton and Sano haven't... Who are we blaming? Buxton Terry, and Sano. Terry Ryan. Buxton and Sano. <laughs> Terry Ryan. So it's it's, it's kind of interesting. How did the big fella uh, take the... Uh, the maneuver in the lineup, I guess? Did he... Uh, is he... What's the early read on that? Him getting dro- moved down. Dropped him? Yeah. I don't know. He might not have noticed. Not a real cerebral approach to the game there. So, Anyway, it's, uh, man, is he huge. Oh, God, he's big when you see him out there. Really? He's just big. But he's got to be a first baseman. I mean, you, okay, Joe's coming back. He's going to play it the rest of the year. But next year, he's your first baseman or he's something. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll be back and see what Johnny Hyde has to say for himself. Come on, Texas Tech, beat Duke, and I don't know why. <laughs> hey, Reavers, before we get to Johnny Hyde here, yes, how, was, how was that commute this morning, and how's she looking for this afternoon? Actually, it wasn't bad. I left. Yeah, this morning wasn't a big deal. <laughs> no, no. I, I left. Mine it. was good. You know what I think? Kenny, in all honesty, coming up thirty-five. No, it's it was a, it was a lighter rush than than usual. Well, not so only that, tomorrow but, is going to be the test. But not only that, but because people know they can't get into downtown from thirty-five, they can't get. Yeah, uh-huh. they take. They don't. They don't. So what I'm saying is, thirty-five north isn't isn't as bad. Like I said, tomorrow will be the true test. Right. And what uh, now, but going home tonight, it's closed, right? Basically. No. no. Kenny, the but floor is yours. One, one, flo- one lane or no, something? No, no. Th- th- southbound 35W is open. Oh, okay. Yeah. What the hell, then? Yeah. My favorite, Pat, was about two weeks ago, some guy that got tied up downtown started just berating Kenny, thinking he worked for MnDOT. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Over the weekend, Pat, I'm just getting this hate mail. That's so great. And I'm like, dude, I'm a traffic reporter, and that didn't slow him down no. at all. I finally had to block the guy. What? Oh, I never forget sitting on the desk in the uh, in the various newspapers, having people call up and scream at us because something wasn't on television. I know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm mad too, fella. I mean, come on. Johnny Hyde is here. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Napa Auto Parts has the expertise and parts you need to help you keep your car on the road, no matter how many miles it has. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Twins off. They'll play the Tigers in Detroit tomorrow night. Joe Maurer heading out to Rochester for his rehab assignment. He'll DH I tomorrow. I believe they're on the road, aren't they, Johnny? Yes. What did I say? Road. Yeah. Yeah. To join the Rochesters, yes. But it's too bad they aren't at oh, home. Oh, Rochesters. I see. It's, it's too bad they aren't at home so they could draw some people, right? So let me ask you something. Is, is he on the old rickety bus with the guys? 
Well, the, he's not riding the bus. He goes into wherever they're playing. Yeah, he's going in. They, a that's limo. a triple A is a flying league. They fly. Oh, okay. For the most part, if you're playing Syracuse, you'll drive. You know, you ride the bus. So. He'll DH tomorrow, then play first base on Wednesday if everything still, goes okay. Could join him during this. Still, road trip. Pat, I'm I'm picturing a DC three mm-hmm. tail dragger. <laughs> <laughs> Twins infielder Eduardo Escobar has been named American League Player Yay! of the Week. Alrighty. Yay! Eduardo hit. Flutter his eyes over that one. <laughs> he hit 462 with two home runs, six doubles, a triple, and had eight RBIs. He leads Major League Baseball with 26 doubles. He's sixth with a 568 slugging percentage uh, for the season. He's at 288, 12 home runs, 39 RBIs, and he has 39 extra base hits. I think yesterday he was seventh or eighth in the Major Leagues in slugging percentage. Wow. Six doubles in a week. So we mentioned this in the 3 o'clock hour that he learned to speak English by watching the movie Top Gun and Take My Breath Away is his favorite song. Is that his walk-up music? No. God, that would be great if it was. Or uh, Danger Zone. Oh, Danger Zone too. That'd yeah. be all right. Whatever songs were in that movie, those were his favorites. He had a tape of that movie. He was very, <laughs> very proud of it. Uh, one other major league note uh, I mentioned only because it amused me to watch it in the Oakland game yesterday. Did you see this? Fella caught two fall balls on two successive pitches. Come on, really? About twenty seconds apart. Small crowd, was it? No, not? he was. He was surrounded he by caught people. Them, huh? They were both right at him. Hmm. It was off to the right, uh, probably you know twenty rows up from home plate. And uh, he, he was standing and cheering, stuck ball in his pocket. All of a sudden, 20 seconds later, boom, another one right wow. out. Caught both of them. It was incredible. Uh, Saints at home tonight. They're playing the Fargo-Moorhead Red Hawks at CHS Field. Going back to that uh, guy in Oakland, did he give it? Did he give either ball to a kid? Uh, not that I saw. Mm-hmm. He did not the first one for sure because he stuck that one in his pocket. Manny, what I would do is I would show the kid the ball. Oh, and sure. Then, and then I would throw it back That's out right. onto the field. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for. Is, is this what you want, you little uh, bastard? This is how you're gonna learn life sucks, uh-huh. kid. Yeah, go for his baseball team, as we know. I uh, had to win uh, in Corvallis, Oregon, to keep their season alive. But Oregon State defeated them over the weekend. Uh, so far, here's who's made it into the College World Series: Washington, Mississippi State, North Carolina, and Oregon State. Now, today, the last four spots being clinched. Texas did clinch a spot yes. by defeating Tennessee Tech. Five to two. Uh, did you see, by the way, Roger Clemens? I'm rooting oh, against Texas just because of this kid. Yeah. A, yeah. Gave the hook'em horn sign to he's the opposite He's a taunter. Bench. He's a taunter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, right I wonder now. if he's a juicer, too, like the old man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the old man was uh, sitting right behind home plate having a good old time. Yeah, he, had, I saw, he must have a grandkid because he was holding a little baby. Roger was in you the, know the legend for is that, last week. You know the legend is in his bedroom... This was. They had a here we go. He had a big K up on. He, he loved the K because all the kids are named with the K. Yeah, sure. Strike out. Yeah. Yeah, like a, the whole bedroom was dedicated to K's because uh, it was what a goofball. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine being the wife of that guy? <laughs> wow. Yeah, after all those steroids, he's probably. <laughs> Uh, Texas Tech, <laughs> we'll move right along there. Texas Tech leads the legend Duke. legend of what they do to you. Yeah, 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 sure. That's what I hear. Texas Tech leads Duke 3-1 to one right now. What are, you, what are you talking, hangnail here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, later today, Arkansas and South Carolina and Florida versus Auburn. Once all those games are done, we will have our entire field for the College World Series. 
Oh, was that Barnacle that uh, you had the statement from about Clemens, uh, Patrick? If you if you didn't have a ninety eight mile an hour fastball, he'd be sitting on his porch, sitting on his yeah, something sitting on his porch. I don't know what it was. Br- brushing his one tooth or yeah, something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, thanks, Johnny. You bet. I have uh, several observations on college baseball, having watched a lot of it the last two or three weeks. Okay. Umpiring, horrendous. And their average age is me. They're all, <laughs> they got all these old guys. They must have nobody wanting to umpire. Now, the, the guy who had the plate for the Gophers game I was just on gonna say, Saturday he's a night, sketchy. he was younger, mm-hmm. but he was really sketchy. And, yeah. and he knew who was at like. The one thing I've noticed about college umpires is they always know who the home team is, uh, even in that situation. And mm-hmm. when you go on a road in the Super Regional, uh, you better be prepared that you're going to have to... The Gophers got beat fair and square by Oregon State. But the same pitches, uh, the Fredrickson kid got in trouble in the one inning when he struck a guy out and they didn't call it a strike because it was, you know, they, they know where they are, those umpires in that one. The umpiring's horrendous. Two... One thing I really like about the Gopher program, uh, from what I've seen, is they don't act like idiots. Uh, the This overreaction to every base hit, a bunch of guys sitting there screaming and hollering and jumping around. And, and I mean, they, they celebrate. They're happy mm-hmm. for their teammates, but they act with some class. And when they lose, you don't have a bunch of guys pouting, uh, insufferably if something goes wrong they all i saw the pitcher from washington walking off the plate last uh, off the mound after he blew a lead last, and washington ended up coming back and winning but it was and it was like you know this big it was just like he wanted everyone to know how upset he was and he's uh, the gophers don't do that they have a little bit of i think they enjoy playing and they don't act like complete morons i think that's a reflection celebrate. of the head coach yeah too, it is it? i mean yeah. john is you know john keeps the level you know they, they have enthusiasm but it's not this over the top nonsense that goes on three way too much bunting they're all <laughs> bunting crazy and john's a crazy bunter too i mean he bunts a lot too they bunt way too often they bunt five hitters when they generally want them to, they'd rather have this. They'd rather have a guy hitting a hundred points less, only needing a fly ball to score a run, than yeah. the guy before. Let him hit a double. Well, that, and that, me, they just are bunting crazy. And that's kind of surprising crazy. to me too, Pat, because because they use aluminum bats in college baseball. Well, they're, that, they're the, the particle. They're not as bad as they used to be, but okay. yeah, yeah, but the same thing. Yeah, you would think you would think with the ball kind of jumping off the bat. Yes. A little bit more in college yes. baseball than it is in the major leagues. It's you'd think they would, would be doing less bunting. That's kind of yeah. surprising. Well, that they, they just let they all crazy bunt. Four. Here's a part of the thing to back. Now Pat Casey has turned Oregon State into a national powerhouse, and it's mm-hmm. amazing because there's no other sport that you think Oregon State right except right. baseball. And he's a crusty old coach, and he's got great players. But they three number one, three first round draft choices. But he's the 
you, you see you see so much of this from some of the guys in in college baseball too. The the coaches are the same way as the players. And these overreactions. If somebody doesn't get the bunt down, he had a kid who was supposed to get the bunt down, get the didn't get the bunt down, and he just sat there in the dugout shaking his head like. How could this guy do this to me? Mm. I've prepared him so you know yeah. he's got that coaches shaking the head. Uh, how could he do this to me? You know, instead of you know, I saw Anderson when a couple of bad things happened. You didn't see the the you you can tell the difference between a a guy disappointed with the general result and a coach who's putting on the show that wow it, wow. I told him mm-hmm. to bunt, and he couldn't bunt. And uh, how, how how could he fail me in this? It's point, like he was you know? personally insulted. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that I prepared him so well, and he didn't it, get a bent down. That drives me crazy. It did seem level. like every time, and I'm probably exaggerating, but it did seem like every time a guy got on base for Oregon State, that they were just pumping their fist oh, yeah. and just you know. Yes. Putting, I mean, you know, poking their chest out. There's, and, there, there's way too much of this now. Yeah. Softball, of course, generally drives you nuts because of the constant din of screaming from both dugouts, right? That's yes. part of the deal. But they're not they're not as over the these they're not as theatrical as these guys are. The baseball college baseball's got a serious theatrics problem, in my opinion. They just jump just around too over the much top. in the whole thing. It's listen, you're gonna beat that. You're going to be there three hours and 15 minutes. Relax, okay? The, the the fact that somebody threw a strike in the third inning is not worth getting excited no, about. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of these teams, you know, we're watching, you know, whether it's the playoff, the Super Region, what what have you, are they filling the stadiums like that for the re, for the, the regular season? Oh, because Oregon State by it because you're in Corvallis, you know, and there's it's a big okay. deal in town. Either that or you can go watch the football team, you know, <laughs> puke all over itself. <laughs> What do you mean? They were favored against the Gophers. They were favored against the Gophers. PJ uh, PJ proved he could beat a upset a, a one and eleven a, team of a, 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 a powerful team that only gave up the best part of that. I, I shouldn't drift here, but now that you gave me a chance to have a cheap shot at uh, PJ, their only victory was over Portland State, mm-hmm. which had five hundred and fifty yards against them, and Portland State went winless in the Big Sky. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. But we beat him on a road. That's right. That's a road Yay, victory. Phil. That's Yay, our culture. Phil. An upset victory. Way to go, Phil. Could you imagine if he was a baseball coach? The oh, theatrics yeah. that would be involved. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we'd have to fold the spell. That was an elite bunch. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. We'll be back with a fantastic this day in history, and then oh, next hour we're uh, loaded here, man. Uh, with the great guests on the Washington Caps and the U.S. Open. Please, we'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? All seems to be going smoothly when disaster strikes at 125 miles an hour. LaVey's Mercedes collides and blows up. seconds, death wipes out whole families. LaVey is killed before his wife's eyes and some 70 spectators with him. Among the bodies, frantic survivors seek their friends.
Mercedes was made partly of magnesium alloy, which blazes like a furnace. Lance Macklin's Austin Healey, hit by the doomed car before it crashed, is wrecked, but miraculously Macklin is unhurt. While firemen fight the blaze, the race goes on. Most of the vast crowd know nothing of the tragedy. Track marshals flag down drivers as they pass the Holocaust. Doctors, priests, uninjured survivors do their best. But 79 men, women and children are dead or dying in the worst disaster in motor racing history. Actually wound up being 82 people killed in that uh, crash on this day in 1955. The 24-hour of Le Mans. Absolutely, if you see that video, it's amazing. Absolutely jammed in uh, crowd there. And uh, it is a race that went back to uh, 1923. And uh, it continues to be held every June, although the 24-hour is not the uh, the big race anymore. It's a regular it's a regular race. It's a 13-kilometer course that runs through the country roads uh, near Le Mans. Uh, the winner is the racer. Anyway, uh, in uh, this Pierre Lava, if you watch the film, uh, he's, he's, he basically gets in a crash in a car. Those cars back then, man, they were fire pits, and it turns into a fireball, and he goes into the crowd. Killed 82 people, and you know what happened? They finished the race. You're kidding. They finished the race. Wow. We had a little different ethnic, ethic, not ethnic, ethic about racing back then and death and racing. They basically dragged the bodies out, delayed it, but the race continued going on because it was the 24-hour race, and they won. Grand Prix races in Germany and Switzerland scheduled for that lady later that year were canceled, and a complete ban on racing in Switzerland remains to this day. Both Spain and Mexico also temporarily banned motor racing following the 1955 Le Mans tragedy. Uh, so uh, look this thing up. It's a, there's some pretty good video on the. Uh, uh, actually, on the YouTube, uh, so uh, pretty good. And uh, another uh, great event occurred on this day in history. June 11th, 1986, a happier occasion. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was released oh, on that this was, day yes. in 1986. Oh. Uh, probably of all the teen comedies directed by John Hughes, number one. That was his day. best. Oh, Absolutely his best. By, by far his best. Who's the guy who played the uh, principal? Got oh, bit by uh, the dog. God, he was a good bad. Edward guy. R. Murray was his name in the movie, and I can't think of his name in real life. But he was a great, yeah, he, he was, was a great foil. Somebody will tweet us the name. And the girl, and the sister was Jennifer Gray, right? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Before she got the j- nose job that ruined her looks. <laughs>